Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Movie Dumpster Season 6, Episode 1. Today we're talking about Disco Godfather from 1979, directed by J. Robert Wagner. I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Sean O'Rourke. Put your weight on it! Put your weight on it! Put your weight on it! We are back, yes, for season six. Kicking it off with Rudy Ray Moore, baby. Yes, he's the, back on the show. It's becoming a tradition, and I'm very into it. Yes, the, the devil's son-in-law, Joe. Yes, well, P.D. Wheatstraw, yeah. Uh, Dolomite. He's got a bunch <laughs> of different names. He's one of those guys that just, he has these characters that the, the, the characters he plays stick yes. with him. Yes, but it's all the same character, kind of. Yeah, I mean, this one... <laughs> Definitely, there's a lot of that just standard Rudy Ray, Ray Moore uh, uh, affair, but yeah. there's there's some other elements peppered in there for sure. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, so we're back uh, with season six, and if you're watching on YouTube, if you can do us a favor and hit that like button and hit subscribe, that would be really great. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, if you can leave us a five-star review, uh, that would be pretty sweet too. We really appreciate it. And uh, definitely share the show with your friends. I know we always say that too, but like... The more people you tell, like word of mouth, or people that you think might like the show, also also helps because then like they'll they'll check it out. The ideally, pa- the power of suggestion. Yes, is, exactly. Is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi told me that. Yes. <laughs> or or you know Danny Aiello, the power of the human will, kind of the same thing. Never underestimate that one either. No. Yeah. Uh, talks from the dark side. Also back. Also it's back. An all, it's, a, it's a brand new season of movie dumpster. Brand new things. We are fu- we are fucking lock stock and. I don't know. Uh, uh, smoking barrel? barrels. I, will lock stock and two smoking barrels, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And Count Boca Vista, right, obviously. Yes, th- this is the truth. Also, just heads up, uh, you might have noticed, if you're listening on your podcast app, that there are ads now. And yes. there's ads running throughout them. But dig this. If you want to get the podcast ad-free, you can go over to patreon.com slash movie dumpster, get ad-free episodes for the $2 tier. But you also get mini-sodes that we yes. do. And junk you, mail. Junk mails we, you get. And there's also a $5 and $10 tier that have other perks, mm-hmm. uh, like a t-shirt and sticker pack and commentary tracks and uh, live watch-alongs with us. So that's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, for just 2 bucks a month, you can get ad-free episodes. Yeah, less than a cup of coffee. Less than a cup of coffee. Audio, once a month. <laughs> audio only, though. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, right. And speaking of Patreon... We got this month alone. We have a mini sode coming up for Bones. Yes, the Snoop Dogg classic. I guess find out. I think yeah. Guess I guess we'll find out on that mini sode. And we also have a new Jack City commentary track for you. Yeah, uh, we got Ice T. We got Wesley Snipes. We got um. Oh my goodness, I Mario Van Peebles, the the great, the great, if and directed will. by Mario Van Peebles. So that's that's going to be a banger. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. I haven't seen that movie. And uh, it's it's one that's always been on my radar, but I've never actually pulled the trigger on. So it's going to be fun uh, uh, doing it in the commentary style. It's a really good uh, crime drama action mm. movie. Mm. Sounds it, right up my alley. It's going to be great. But we are talking about Disco Godfather today. The fourth and final film of the 70s for Rudy Raymore. Yes. Um... This is an interesting one. Now, yeah. we had done Petey Wheatstraw previously on the show. Yeah, definitely go check out that Petey Wheatstraw episode. In fact, 
if you're watching this after it premieres, pause this and go check that out first and then jump back here because there's probably a huge Rudy Ray Moore dump that we're not going to do for yeah, this Yeah, no, we, we definitely go deep into go Rudy's deep. Uh, yeah. history in the beginning of that episode yeah. if you want to check that out. And kind of just our feelings on the franchise, if you will, as a whole. Well, just Rudy in general. Franchising quotes. Well, yeah, as a comedian and, and yeah. of course, Dolomite and the Human Tornado and Petey Weecher, of course, because we talk about it there. And, and his connections to, uh, we just mentioned his name, Snoop Dogg yeah. and, and ICP. Oh, geez. ICP and um, I mean uh, also like um, uh, Big Daddy Kane yeah. and Two Life Crew and, right, and right. Dr. Dre and Easy E. Mm. You know they they he they were he was like a hero for them. A lot of people consider him the Godfather of rap. He was kind of came up with a lot of those ideas yeah. and uh, you know kind of the big ones for him. I mean we just named a few of them, but our, our Dolomite was his his big that most movie big that broke him out. You know obviously. Kind of poked at today because of all the flubs and fuck ups in that movie. But I think it just adds a little bit extra charm to it. Yeah. I mean, he ruled the 70s, dude. Yes. For for like low budget black exploitation films. Right. Well, you yeah. Know? Human Tornado after after yeah. Dolomite. Then you had uh, Petey Wheatstraw. Yeah. And now uh, this film. And Disco Godfather. Yeah. So like I had said, I want to, you know, if you're new to the show, we mm. usually go into a little bit behind the scenes stuff first and then we'll talk about the movie. Um, so here we go. Like I said earlier, this film. Disco Godfather is the last film of the 70s for mm. Rudy Ray Moore. And <laughs> right on the cusp. And there. it's also the proverbial nail in the coffin for his career. Unfortunately, I Unfortunately. would agree. Yeah. No, in real life. Wow. Right. Um, well, li- literally, literally and figuratively. Yeah, which is which is a shame. Yes. You know, because this film is so much different than Dolomite or Human Tornado or Petey Wheatstraw, where those are just like crazy, zany, off the wall, dirty comedy, yes. gritty wow. action, kung fu, titty comedies with machine guns, with machine and guns and, and demons. demons, and it, it, it's it's a blast. They're hilarious and yeah. they're awesome, right? It, it's a it's a hell of a good time. They're all a great time, but this one takes a more serious direction. It tries to. It tries to. It's it's way more of a drama than it is. A goofy comedy action flick, which again, I don't want to like reference it too much, yeah, because uh, that's not the point of this episode. But like, I, I rewatched Petey Wheatstraw after I after I watched uh, Disco Godfather for this review because yeah. I was like, all right, I remember liking that one a lot too. So let me just kind of compare, and like that movie is way fucking zanier than this one, hundred percent. But like, I feel like it actually works better because it just it knows what it is and it leans into it really hard. Whereas this movie, I feel like. And, and, and we'll talk about why, and maybe you'll agree or disagree as we get into the actual meat of this review. Uh, I, I feel like it just never decides what it actually wants to be. It keeps kind of hemming and hawing all the way to the finish line. Well, there's a reason for that. Okay. So, so Jay, this is uh, Jay Robert Wagner's first film, first and first only directed and last yeah. film. Okay. <laughs> so, so you have Dolomite and uh, Human Tornado directed and also written by Cliff Rockmore. Right, with with uh, help from Rudy, I would assume with, to some with extent. With help from Rudy, yeah, and of course he's doing his ad lib, and you know he's doing his thing, right, for sure. But the glue that hold that kind of holds it all together is Cliff Rockmore, especially yeah. for this uh, movie specifically. So, so J. Robert Wagner also writes this movie, but it is in his eyes more like an art film, political commentary, but like in your face political commentary. Which, that which kind of makes more sense. Which I would agree, but I do like its message, which mm-hmm. we'll get to. Yeah, but but it is a bit hand fisted. 
And yeah, the, yeah that's, that's a way to put it. Yeah, but um, preachy maybe a little bit. Preachy and like and like even Rudy Ray Moore himself was had that criticism of it when it oh, came okay. out, and he was like, you know. I think Rudy. What Rudy said was like, when people go to the movies, they want to have a good time, and not that you can't have political commentary or satire or what have you. It's just like too much. Like there's not enough Dolomite Rudy wow. in this. You know what I mean? Right. It's also you're you're seeing you know three of his movies you know going over the years now yeah. that have, have of these wackadoo characters yeah. he plays, and then this one again. His his character I still think is pretty off the walls. Sure, but everything surrounding him is a little bit more, uh, uh, you know. Re- not not realistic it's not even the right word but I guess realistic but it's also nearly like a 180 down it's nearly like a 180 from those films right well right you know right right so speaking of Cliff Rockmore his son actually reached out to us after oh, we yeah. did after we did the PD Wheatstraw episode uh, he reached out to us on Instagram we haven't linked up with him yet but once we get to the inevitable Dolomite Human Tornado double feature episode <laughs> right because that's I feel like the only way to really cover those movies at this point yeah well, we haven't actually done a Dolomite movie. No, I, I, we talked a lot about Rudy. We talked a lot about Rudy. And Dolomite. But to talk about the original Dolomite and Human Tornado and then maybe have uh, Cliff's son on to talk a little bit about that, maybe about his dad and, kind of and fun. the process. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure, because he chatted with us for a little while, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. pretty sure that he was on set for both of those films, I, I, <laughs> or at least a Human Tornado. If, if you're watching or listening to this yeah. uh, this episode, let us know and uh, link up with us again. If not, yeah, we'll, sure. uh, we'll reach out. So the big thing with this was that uh, Theodore Tony was Rudy's, I believe, partner and producer or manager or whatever at the time. And he wanted to he saw the potential in Rudy Ray Moore stuff. And like even then, Rudy Ray Moore stuff was underground, but also super well known. I mean, because sure. we talked about it in that PD Weistra episode, like Rudy was like selling his albums and movies out of a back of a fucking car you know what i mean and like and like getting his name out there that way and going and going to appearances and and uh showings and holding you know four wall in the movies and stuff like that right Um, i I mean if if you haven't seen the two uh, there's the Eddie Murphy uh, biop that came out a couple years ago. That definitely Dolomite you know, is my name. Yeah, yep. Check that out. It, you know, it's a little bit Hollywooded up. They change a little things here and there, but you know, it's a biop. They do that kind of shit, but it's a good way to kind of learn about Rudy's life. 100 in, in a two hour clip. Also, that book just came out. Uh, Thank you for letting me be myself. Oh. The um, I forget who wrote it, but it was somebody close to Rudy. I just saw it somewhere. You can probably find it online, but I think Grindhouse Releasing is actually doing a sale, might have a sale on it. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Go check it out. But I do want to read it. So yeah, so so Theodore wanted to commercialize Rudy. And in doing so, he kind of took the crassness out of him. Like, Like he doesn't have the bite that he has in the past three films. He's Um, not rhyming really at all. I mean, he is a little little bit. A little bit. But like, they they pushed it into like a more serious kind of direction. Yeah, instead they, of like a instead of like a jokey comedy thing. Uh, again, like, with the heavy handedness of the of the message that they're trying yeah, to put forward, it's, it's still rated R. Like he still says some stuff that you're just like, all right, I kind of expect that. But yeah, none of the classic one liners, no rat soup eating motherfuckers, yeah. nothing like that. And <laughs> even even like there's one part where like he's kind of singing a song about himself and like. He's like, oh, my name is Tucker and I'm on Bad Mother, but he doesn't like say fucker. He when doesn't that's say the fucker. Obvious, like a yeah. no rhyme. And you're just like, okay. But then like he's saying shit later. So it's not like it's because they don't want him to say it. I, I, I'm not really sure like what the the plan was. It's just, it's weird. Yeah, I know. But for a rated R movie, it's not, it's titty. No, I mean, there's like, I can't believe I'm even saying this. There's no titties in this <laughs> film. 
And no. I'm shocked. It's a Rudy Ray Moore movie, <laughs> know, for God's sake. No nudity. And a black exploitation film on top of that. They cut away from the sex scene, for Christ's sake. Well, He's fucking four chicks at the same time in Petey Weed's <laughs> There is a bit of a good comedy uh, yeah. reason for that in this movie. I'll give them that. Mm. But yeah, they do cut away from it a few times. So like I said, this is Wagner's first film, first and only film. <laughs> Uh, but apparently there was a lot of trouble on the set and like he was pissed off that they were like rewriting his script and stuff, but like it wasn't Dolomite, you know, it no. wasn't Rudy Ray Moore. So, so Cliff Rockmore stepped in and like, he was the one who added all that production value, like the dancers in the disco place, okay. all the cars, all the stuff that I personally like in this movie was a direct result of Cliff's involvement. Well, well thank God for Cliff yeah. then. Seriously. Cause he saved it. And it was also funny too, because like they wanted, they, they, for the first three films, they had a pretty much all black crew mm. because if you again, if you know the history, like neighbors and friends and all these people, you know, were helping people out that he found working like the comedy scene. Right. But like there was no by the time they were making this, there was not really any people of color in like um the 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 film like unions and stuff like cinematographers oh, wow. and shit like that. So they got a white dude because that's all they could find uh, to to shoot the movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was all I think a line producer or another guy I forget. I know that the cinematographer is definitely a white guy. Okay, okay. But um, you know, it was strange because like but, they like, they just didn't get it. I guess exactly. It was one of those things where like they needed to get to know each other and sure, like get sure. the flavor of the film. And I think that's another reason why. This movie's not shot poorly, but like it doesn't have the same vibe as the other films. Well, there, there's also like something to be said about doing Disco Godfather and what was this, 1977? 79. So it's like, I, and they kind of do even kind of go into this in the movie itself. Of like, oh, yeah, there's a disco comeback. Like, what's it all about? <laughs> but it's like, was there actually, I guess there probably actually was to some extent at no, the, the time. No, the 70s were disco, man. Um, they actually bled over. Well, I guess, yeah. yeah. Now, 79, I guess it's like right in the, on the cusp there. But it's like, I don't know, Disco Godfather in 79. Maybe I'm reaching there for that one. But it, it is the ass end. I mean, yeah. it, we're, we're going right into the 70s. The scene changes. Everything changes. Pop culture changes, which yeah, which will, which I guess we could just talk about now. But like when Rudy does this movie, he can't come back from it because no. like you can't even in 1979 and going to the 80s, like you could like Dolomite, the, the formula didn't work anymore. It right. was very oh, yeah. exclusive to that to that decade, the 70s. True. You know what I mean? I mean, he even tried to come back and do uh um, sh what the fuck is it? Dolomite uh, explosion in two thousand two, oh, yeah. and and like, I guess I'll just talk about it now. But like, Rudy falls off because of this movie, but then it gets reignited again. Like the his popularity gets reignited again in the nineties again when Two Live Crew uh, mm -hmm. samples his records and shit, and uh, again Big Daddy Kane and like you know everybody's talking about Easy E, Dr. Dre, N.W.A. in general, and uh, they're you know he's a hero to these to these guys and um. Also, like you said, the Godfather rap, but yeah. it sparks an interest again. And then he starts touring again, doing like comedy shows. And not only that, with the resurgence in the 90s, but like Xenon picks up all the all of his movies and like puts them on tape and re-releases them. And then there's like another push like it, it, to for his for people to see his films. You know, and I got to say, I kind of love this VHS cover. Art. It's great. I, I just got to say that. <laughs> um, and, and you could tell like it's. In the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, they like it looks like it was done after. The yeah, fact. it was done after the fact. And like because this has a reversible cover, but this is the vinegar syndrome uh, Blu-ray. 
this is the original like poster that, yeah, art. That, that's way more seventies. Yeah, but uh, that's cool though. Yeah, which is pretty, which is pretty cool. And then he goes into the two thousands, and that goes into Dolomite Explosion, and then uh, he does the movie with ICP, Big Money right, Hustlers, yeah, which yeah. he's fucking hilarious. And that that was my first I exposure mean, to it. We talk about that on PD Weedstraw. He's a funny motherfucker. He's like, fucking I, hilarious. It's a shame. Yeah. That that he like he did these three or four movies and then just like nothing really landed for him for like the next twenty or thirty years. Like I'm sure he did other stuff, but like the stuff that was really bringing in the money was just like the well was dry. It's a shame because he, from what I understand, he was really poor at the business aspect mm. of things. He was a I great. He it. was an amazing comedian. He was a pretty good actor. I mean, pretty funny. Yeah, no, uh, he actor, is. Uh, for what it's worth, um, but. Um, he didn't know how to manage himself very well or like his deals and shit like that. Sure. Because so, he was all like handshake fucking writing oh, on a yeah. napkin agreements because of the low budget nature of all the shit. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. Like, and nobody really taught him or whatever. And he didn't have good guidance. Right, he's figuring out on, a, uh, on the fly. Yeah. Seat of his pants. So it was a shame that it kind of yeah. just went kaput after this. But uh, with that being said, um, let's jump into Disco Godfather. Want a plot crunch? You want to do the first plot crunch of the year? You want to uh, go for this? Sure. Okay. So Rudy Ray Moore is the titular disco godfather, and uh, he owns this club like he does in a lot of these films, either a club owner or a comedian that has stake in clubs. <laughs> yes. But yes, he owns this club, and he's always dancing around in his dis- his disco outfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 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 his neighborhood, uh, Angel Dust, which is basically this. It's it's PCP essentially. It's PCP, yeah. Uh it is ruining the town and his uh, nephew Bucky gets addicted to it and is in the fucking hospital and is having a nightmare and going through withdrawals. So uh Mr. Tucker, Mr. 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 Disco Godfather himself is gonna fight <laughs> this and you know, kick the door down. Cause apparently he used to be a cop. He's also a reti- yeah, he's a retired cop. Uh and he just very easily rejoins the force and uh goes after the criminals. Calls in a few favors. Right, well, right, exactly. Comes out of retirement, <laughs> and uh, uh, he goes after this uh, group that's making the drugs, r- led by this guy Stinger Ray, and uh, he just fights a bunch of fucking people. <laughs> and there's a lot of like uh, funky dream sequences peppered throughout when people are high as hell on this PCP. It's like psychedelic nightmares. Yeah, which, which is which is some of that I kind of is reminiscent of uh, Petey Wheatstraw, but yes. like a little bit more of a refined idea, kind of with the way that they film these sequences, mm-hmm. which I kind of actually like quite a bit and there's also like I, I i don't know if i even want to include this in the plot crunch because it's like a weird thing that just starts happening in the last 20 minutes of this movie where there's just a random exorcist insert <laughs> well we get to- for this girl that's addicted <laughs> to angel dust we or get, something we talk about that yeah. but, but that's basically the movie he's trying to take it down yeah i love i love the music in this movie and like it's also very different from the music that we've heard for the past three because like it's it's very disco. I mean, there's funk in it, but like it's very disco. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're I, again, they're leaning heavy duty into the name. Yeah. So, um we open up <laughs> at the fucking disco, at the Blueberry Hill Club, right? And we're all fucking dancing and having a great time, and all I could think about was like how much I wanted to be there. And like what's even funnier is like this is the shit my dad was doing in 1970. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He was fucking 19. Right. Okay. That like blows my mind. Like, like he could have been there kind of thing. Like yeah, he could have. Yeah. I mean, probably not at that club, but well, he, yeah, somewhere. Some of this stuff is just kind of like 
padding to fill the movie out yeah. but it's also kind of cool like almost 50 years removed from it to be like oh this is like also kind of a nice time capsule to see like the clothing and the music and the way people were dancing 100%. at the time oh dude i would be there i'd be the only white guy in that fucking place i'd be mm. that i'd be that only that one there's a white couple guy in there there's, there's a like couple. one dude dancing on that floor i would dude take me in yes yeah. in, in a sea of beautiful black women you and austin powers would be yes. hanging out there also true uh and then the dj and makes yeah. the announcement the Godfather's here. Let's meet the Disco Godfather. And they fucking clear the room. They open up the 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 room like you know Moses parting the sea. Oh yeah. And fucking here comes Rudy Ray Moore dancing in in this fucking like uh, leotard or whatever. He's oh, wearing. he's got the fucking slide in his glide. He's got the yeah. dip in his hip. He's ready to go. Yeah. He's <laughs> dancing around like a motherfucker for like five minutes. Like no, you know, you get the watch. You can really count it. And then he gets on the microphone and then he just for like he says he. Uh, According to IMDb, he says this 24 times throughout the course of the film. But yeah. in this scene alone, he has to have said, put your weight on, put your weight on. He says like seven or eight times in a row. <laughs> because he's like, he's like DJing these people yeah, yeah, dancing yeah. and shit. And it's like all these close ups of like his like suit and yeah, shit yeah, as yeah. he's dancing. And he's just like, put your weight on it. Which I mean, I guess it means just like really, you know, exactly what it sounds like. But you're waiting to your fucking dancing. Uh, I would love to go to a disco with Rudy Ray Moore as the DJ. Just fucking I, screaming at me. Fired the whole time. up, man. Oh man. Just like doing crazy rhymes and yeah. shit. That would oh, be yeah. amazing. Um, side note, I don't know what scene, because I didn't see it. Sure. But apparently Keith David is uh, in yeah. this movie as a patron of the of the club. Maybe in the edit. Maybe Whoever's the, doing who, that whenever we can <laughs> find it. We'll try to pick pick him out. It takes more than ten minutes. He's getting lost <laughs> to time. I wonder if you can find like a, a screen cap of it and be like, oh, it's this scene. Hey, I'll print it yeah. out and sleeve it, you know, slide it into the sleeve of my Mass Effect next to the autograph. <laughs> yeah, there's Keith David. Uh, he's he signed my copy. There you go. So we get introduced to Bucky, who is Tucker's nephew, Rudy Moore's nephew. Um, and he's there with his girlfriend, Linda. Yep. And they're hopping and bopping. And Richard is there, his friend, quote unquote. Richard, that bum. He's, he's a fucking jerk, man. So he basically gets Bucky hooked on PCP. Right. And Well, they get it from Body by Jake. <laughs> well, they're hanging out with him. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Stinger Ray is fucking supplying Body by Jake, that experimental John Hurt PCP. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. This is where it starts, though. You know? Yeah, in Petey Wheatstraw's fucking neighborhood, unfortunately. unfortunately. Or the Disco Godfather, you know, same difference, yes. MDU. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, he's going to fucking kill a bunch of people in, in the mountainside, in the countryside. <laughs> and Bucky's going to fucking tweak out in the guy on the dance floor. Yeah. So, the whole, so the whole thing about this is like Bucky is going to play for, he wants to play for like a major basketball team, like the major leagues. Right. Whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. that's called. To add a little extra wrinkle to it. And again, Peter Weitra had a similar thing, but it was like way darker with like uh, the, the the one character's like brother who's like, I'm going to play basketball. And he's like, well, you better not skip school anymore, brother. And then he gets like shot. Yeah, they fucking shoot him. But so I guess not as dark as P.D. Wheatstraw, but it's a similar kind of thread they're trying to pull on the on the old heartstring. The thing with P.D. Wheatstraw is like that is like a, such a contained thing Tr in that well, movie. True. And this runs the gamut of this film right well especially like when he comes in in yeah. that scene when it's his girlfriend's like oh oh tucker he's hooked on pcp he's on angel dust he's freaking out and he's like tell me where he is right now so i can go find him or whatever the fuck call, it's, it's call a really the cops and get an ambulance yeah and uh he comes and he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tucker! 
And then he's like, like starts seeing weird shit. But he, like because like you just said that he's like yeah. has a football scholarship. He's seeing like weird like guys in football uniforms. Oh no no come at basketball him basketball or basketball yeah. basketball right. He right, is right. tripping face on this fucking dance floor. Yeah, and he's like seeing all these patrons and as basketball witch, players. That witch that there, keeps showing up. There's a fucking demon, which I guess is the personification of PCP. Is that angel dust personified? The, okay, it's not yeah. an angel. It's a demon with right. a fucking machete. That's Haggis on her younger days, I think, from Pumpkinhead. No, you know what I think that is? I think that's that chick from uh, Blackula, man. I th- I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. I could see When it. she runs I down the fucking it. hallway, it yeah, yeah, looks yeah. the same. And among these hallucinations, like, fucking Rudy turns into, like, a skeleton at one point. Oh, yeah. It's fucking yeah. nuts, dude. There's some really, like, really cool visuals that, like, cut in and out. It, 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 it's trippy. And the, again, yeah. like I said a little bit earlier, but the, the way it's shot, because it's kind of like, it's it's like a black background. However, they uh, achieve a, that. It's just a big black room. Like it a looks dark cool room with, with like, all the, the lights on. Yeah. And the red light hitting everything to mm-hmm. really make them stand out, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's people or just this creepy, like, witch thing or whatever the yeah. fuck it's supposed to be. Because she pops up, like, you know, throughout the whole film. Uh, but yeah, Jerry Jones, he comes out with, with, uh, the ambulance. Dolomite. Yeah. And he's he's that other guy that's in a couple other of these movies. And I think Dolomite, Human Tornado, yeah. maybe not Peter Wheatrow, but he, he's in a few other Rudy Ray Moore movies. And yeah, the ambulance comes out. They strap him down to the fucking stretcher. And then, you know, slam cut to him in the hospital bed. Kind of having flashes still because he's going through withdrawals. Still seeing shit. He's like, he's playing basketball. Yeah. These fucking guys all pull guns out on him and like shoot him. Yeah. And then like cut his arm cut off. Cut his arm He's like, I can't play without my arm. But he actually did hurt his hand, so he's like yeah. looking at his arm, and he's got like bandages on his hand. He's like, oh my god, my hand's gone! And they're like, no, calm down. So then this starts the crusade of Tucker, <laughs> Tucker or like, Rudy Ray Moore. This, he's, yeah. like, he's like, what the fuck is he on, Doc? And he's like, well, PCP, and like, there's a lot, they, they say it like fucking 20 times in the movie, it's like, PCP, we don't know what it is, we don't know how to treat it, because it's this new drug on the street right, that's right. killing our kids and like fucking up our community, which... Is true and was yeah, true at the yeah. time, and like I can appreciate it for that. No, yeah, know? it's a real issue. Don't get me wrong. No, hundred percent. I just don't know if it belongs in a Rudy Ray Moore movie. <laughs> I don't you know think what it mean? does. You know, because it's like you know Rudy Ray Moore's like half cracking jokes in this movie, and it's like it's weird. You're talking about like people getting addicted to this serious shit, but then you're like joking about women's asses in the next scene. It's like all but right, like, but like also bringing the community together to like band together to fight this thing and yeah. like bring down the drug dealers and shit. Yeah, that, that's but, definitely like, part of it, but like. It feels more like coffee than it does Dolomite. You know what I mean? And True. like in that breath, it's like it doesn't like mesh. And I can see why people like were kind of turned off by this. You know, yeah, not that it's yeah. a bad. I think it's a great message, and I think that it delivers it well. It's just like okay, I want to see him like get buck ass naked and like beat up a bunch of dudes and like jump off a fucking bridge. Well, and shit. yeah, right. Yeah. J- jump down the fucking Terrence <laughs> naked. Yeah. And then replay it. Exactly. And like fight a fucking demon or something. And no, instead he goes to his cop buddies and he's like, yeah, I want to open up the, uh, I want to open up a can of whoop ass on angel dust. Can I open yeah. up this case? Can I rejoin the force? They're like, oh yeah, Tucker, uh, there's always a desk for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, like he goes to them for help about like, you know, do you guys know anything about the PCP? Right. What, what's the deal here? Blah, blah, blah. And then uh, that kind of just leads him into this campaign of attack the whack. Yeah, which there's even a scene. I, it is a little later in the movie, but I just mentioned it briefly because you just you said that where yeah. they're like having a rally that's anti. Yeah. And it's like 
this scene, like, I get the point, but, like, it goes on for, like, a painstaking, like, six or seven minutes of, like, well, we have this person who was addicted to the angel dust, and they're a recovering addict, and they have their story, and it's like, all right, well, that's kind of touching. They just say, I'm Maria and Michelle or whatever the fuck, and yeah. uh, I was addicted, and now I'm not. Yeah. And they're like, wow, Michelle, what a great story. And then they have, like, the doctor comes and says his two cents, and, like, it's just like, all right, we get it. Angel dust, bad. Okay, can we get on to no, the it, next part? Exactly. <laughs> and it's just like beating you over the head yeah. with it. And I think that was a problem. And it was like, and like Carol Speed is in this. And yeah. she's like, she's like As top, well. she's top build. And like, she, that's all she really does. She does that. She, yeah, she helps out with like the anti, you know, s- you know, smack. Yeah. Uh, stuff. And she also like, there's a scene where. Well, not smack. It's, it's, it's. Uh, well, right. Well, okay. Excuse me. Uh, the uh, whack. 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 Yes. Smack the whack. Attack the whack. Yeah, well, I'm going to smack the fucking whack. (laughs) Uh, Joe Joe Pesci style. Oh, no. Freaking fracking. (laughs) But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, Rudy Ray Moore at one point with Noel, uh, she's doing like an interview with this woman of the, of the, 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 the nightclub. Yeah. But other than that, you're right. She doesn't have a lot to do. No, she doesn't have a lot to do. And like, and she's even, dating Rudy Ray Moore. Not really. Kind of. No, because Rudy's with another chick. Oh, later. yeah. That's a different chick. You're right. Before we go any further, I, I we kind of glossed over something. Sure, but like sure. When, when Rudy Ray Moore goes to the, um, the clinic to see Bucky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets like an insight of all of these people who are fucking strung the fuck out on PCP. Oh, my God. This scene is rough, man. It's, dude, it's like pretty powerful, I think, and especially like when the doc is telling like the story about that one chick yeah. with the baby. And like he's like, he's like, yeah, she she uh, she ended up cooking her baby and like serving it to her family because she, her what she said was like the ham wouldn't stop crying. Yeah. And she didn't want to oh upset the guests, so she cooked the ham. Some body which was the baby. Shit, yeah, it was man. fucked up. And she's got like a baby doll now. She's just like walking around. Yeah, with. she's all fucked up. Then there, there's like the side plot just to get it out of the way, because I don't want to keep coming back to it because we cut back to it like 900 times. Mm. There's this 15 year old girl who's uh, addicted to uh, PCP. Right. Again, it's very. Yes, stuff. It's yes, but it's very akin to coffee and the heroin stuff yeah. with her sister and all that stuff. True. There's her mother's there, and she has like this congregation who's gonna fight the PCP with prayer because the doc can't can't do anything except keep them there until it gets out of their system. No, yeah, and sure, yeah, you know it's better than nothing, and you yeah, know, but may- maybe it'll help. They don't know, but yeah. that results in this fucking bonkers. Uh, a trippy scene yeah. where like there's the there's the demon lady with the machete and all the, the priests. The, yeah, the way that the the girl is like seeing everybody is like really fucked up and weird, and it's like this weird ritual yeah. thing. Like it's bonkers, like, like almost like a Rosemary's Baby kind of a thing. It's, it almost sort looks of like <laughs> it's this surreal like PCP yeah. induced dream thing. It's uh, as I guess she's going through withdrawals is is the implication. Yeah. But they finally they end up beating it and she yeah. like she gets out of it or whatever. And, and her mother's played by the I forget the name of the actress, but she's like in a lot of these movies too. Yeah, uh, she was like in Petey Weech Straw. She like worked with like uh, Leroy and Skillet. Oh, yes, and she's in Dolomite. I yeah. forget the name of her or or I forget her name rather. I I, I can see her face, but I don't know her name. Yeah, she's right here. <laughs> there, there it is. There she is. For for video watchers at least, <laughs> which is on the Vinegar Syndrome, the yes. films of Rudy Ray Moore box set, uh, which which is incredible transfers uh, by the way. Yeah, they really did it. They really did a killer job on this. Um, so if you're a fan of these films, you should go pick that up for sure. Yes, and if and if you're not sure for some reason, if you need to dip your toe in, Tubi's got them. 
But yes. uh, I would definitely recommend checking out those uh, Blu-rays. Yeah, 100%. Doubt. Support the indie guy. You yes. Know? And uh, the nature of these films in general. It's the it's it's getting the, the name out there, the word out there about these, you know? So then we meet Stinger Ray, who is like, I don't know, he's a councilman, question mark. He has a lot of money and he puts puts back into the community, quote unquote. He's that stereotypical guy that you know is going to be the villain the second he's introduced. Yeah. And like he's trying to build his own basketball team. From like the stingrays, the, yeah, the stingrays because they couldn't like the the guys who couldn't cut it, you know, at, <laughs> well, like the right. major league or like got cut from like yeah, other yeah, teams, yeah, yeah. like famous teams, uh, or because what he's saying, I'm gonna pick the guys who just barely didn't make it, yeah, and like build his own team and yeah, show yeah. the guy that you know the the little guy can also be, uh, you know, have stake in the game rather. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, know? he's getting a call from the dirty cop, like, <laughs> yeah, Tucker's back. He's a he's a problem <laughs> let's just kill him and yeah. he's like okay yeah. do it and then yeah. he's like wait don't kill him well right he's like yeah we're sitting to hit we're sitting to hit later on and he's like i can't do that there's a lot of back and forth with that just to pat it out because like if that hit was on him and rudy Moore, ray moore was taken out it would be over well Marvel, exactly plot yeah, of yeah, course i know but like why even write that in well we want let's talk about that hit okay well, we're back at the fucking disco again. Yeah, well, and let me tell you something. <laughs> there are fucking roller blade or roller skating disco dancers. I love this fucking scene. Yeah. It's, it's so good. And then you, the then the other dancers come out. I'll tell you what, Chickadee and Red. I could. I'll take her home tonight. That's fair. Yes, that's fair. I, I do like the dancing yeah. in the roller skates. Again, it feels like padding, but it's kind of fun because it's just kind of cool to look at. It, it's just it, I. Like, I want to be there. Yeah. I want to be having a drink in my fucking in. hand. Yeah, in. I want a fucking drink in my hand. I want to be kicking it there. And at the time when I smoke cigarettes, I'd probably have a cigarette. I mean, there's people smoking cigarettes. I know. They're smoking, it's you know, like, J-Boys. They're smoking know. a little bit of everything oh, yeah, there, man. man. I don't know. It's just like, it. I just want to be there. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I it, get it. It seems like a really fun time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Rudy Ray Moore's getting down. Yeah. And uh, these two guys come in. And uh, they're, they're apparently they're they're working on the cable or on the phone lines. Oh, those guys. Yeah, yeah. They try to bug his phone. Yeah, they try. Well, well Noel's like, yeah, they're fixing the phone lines. He's like, did you call him? She's like, no, I thought you did. And he like fucking runs in there, like, oh, sir, we uh, fixed your Verizon or whatever. You're, you're Bell Atlantic. Yeah, he, they're they're bugging his phone. Yeah, and he beats yeah. the shit out of him. He fucks them up. Yeah. And then I I, I th- maybe I am crossing my wires. I think it's the same scene, but the cops shoot one of them. No, no, two different okay. scenes. My bad. So then. so they, so they bug the phone, and that's yeah. like that happened. Actually, happens like earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's like the first whiff of like people already catching on to right. what he's he, doing. He beats the shit out of these guys, yeah. like no contest. And, but then he gets like cracked over the head. Yeah. The scene that the the hit scene is where the two guys are sitting at the bar or sitting like in the club, and they like make their way through the dance floor. Oh right, yeah. And they yeah, go yeah. to shoot him, but Stingray like redacts the hit, and then has the crooked cop get two cops to come there right and fucking gun these guys down or or i guess that was just the crooked cops like answer because he didn't have time to figure something else out (laughs) you're right yeah that was send two guys down there to fucking kill these rudy has people going after him the whole movie so it does start to blend together a little but you're right yeah exactly because then they get shot well well, rudy raymore beats them up and then they get shot and then he's like 
badge number 143. Badge number 143. Why was that there? I still don't get the through line with that. I think that's the dirty cop's number. But he's like 134 is only the beat cop. And then 143 would be something else. But I don't really understand what that means. I think it was just whatever they were wearing didn't add up. Maybe it made sense to Tucker because he was used to be a cop. I guess. I The point is he immediately figures out that this guy's the bad guy. Yeah. He, well, he talk, well he <laughs> almost immediately. Well, pretty much because they go on a big they start shaking down the whole fucking city yeah they're like picking motherfuckers off the street they're beating i love they go into this one place they're like just sitting there playing cards like yeah keep looking around well well before that yeah yeah, they they're getting information from everybody on the street and he slaps the living shit out of this dude and like throws the fucking pcp at him but they get a line on where the person's selling it yeah so they go to this fucking place with the cops, and it turns out, yeah, they're playing cards and they're, <laughs> they're like, like flipping yeah, shit okay, over. Yeah, let us know if you find anything. <laughs> go fish. And uh, so, so clearly now somebody's working on the inside with the cops because there's nothing there, even though that's supposed to be there. Right. And Stingray's well, moving right. his shit around. And Rudy Ray Moore's like, yeah, no, they had to have known something. The only way they would have known is if someone was like working with them from the inside. And the chief's like, I don't know if I buy your theory there, uh, Tucker. And he's like, well, you're a fucking asshole then, because there's no nothing else explains it. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm pretty sure because there's no other how would they know? How would they know? So then so then the Chiefs finally like I I guess between the two of them they nail it down to it's gotta be this guy. Well it's gotta They don't be, flat out say that. Well, so first Rudy goes down and he yeah. shakes down Sweet Meat, which I fucking love the scene. Jimmy Lynch, fucking by the sweet way. Sweet Meat. Yeah. What a name. So Jimmy Lynch plays Sweet Meat. Yeah. And he he's actually uh like uh a production designer for all the yeah. movies and like actually made all of Rudy's like clothes, like all those fuck, like all the disco clothes. Kind of great. Shit. Yeah. But he also <laughs> was teaching it like all the dance moves and stuff for his too. So he like choreographed. Oh my those. God. I don't know. It's pretty funny, but he, they go in and he, I, who's the guy that's with Rudy all the time. He's like the, he's like his like, oh, oh. left hand man. He's like the karate Jimmy, guy. I want to say it might be Jimmy. I think it's Jimmy. I don't know. They go to, they go but to he's this, his partner of some kind or manager or something. I don't know what he's supposed to actually be. They go to sweet he's buddy. I just want to note the sweet meat thing because like they go there and like, there's almost a fucking karate fight between or a kung fu fight between his his bodyguard and this other fucking black dude with a Fu Manchu that comes downstairs. Well, right, because you know Rudy Ray Moore, he loves the fucking kung fu shit. Yeah. Well, it goes heavy later, but like Yeah. They they kind of go into it. But like when he goes to leave, there's a fucking Saturday night fever LP. Oh yeah, the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a mound of coke on it, and he just fucking blows it all off. That's the best. <laughs> and they're all like staring at him like they want to just fucking rip his head off. And they start like snorting it off the yeah. floor. Oh my god. Well, I guess you got to do what you got to do, right? I guess. So they make another bust. But Richard is at the bust and he gets uh, Rudy Ray Moore gets him to talk. And he's like, oh, Stingray, you know, he he I did it for the money. And like, I got I got Bucky hooked on PCP because like he wanted him to like play basketball for him or some shit. I I love how Richard just is like thinks every he's he's on easy street because he told them. (laughs) And Rudy Ray Moore's like, get the fuck out of here. Leave Bucky alone. I'll fucking kill you if I see you ever again. And he's like, (laughs) lock his ass up. Yeah. So they find out it's it's Sting Stinger. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So they the they, they catch the crooked cop by bugging his fucking phone. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. And uh Two can play that game. Two Joe. can play that game. And they're still listening on the phone and he goes to hang up and he goes to call and he's like he's like, Oh, you gotta move your shit or whatever. Yeah. And like, we got him. 
So they have him show up, bust his ass, and he ends up fucking uh, he ends up fucking Stan Urison himself in the bathtub. Yup, yup. <laughs> he writes on the wall. He, what does he write? Uh, <laughs> stinger. Yeah, Stinger. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. In, in bloody. Really had it going. Yeah. His wife was sitting there like, Ah, are you sure you don't want me to come in? I got one more letter. Don't, don't, don't save me. Don't save you. <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote tit instead of yeah. it. His girlfriend or wife or whatever comes and she sees him dead. Yeah. The fucking jig is up, dude. Yeah. Okay, we are coming. And Stinger for- knows. He's like, oh, fuck. He goes down. He's dumping all the fucking PCP <laughs> juice down he's the drain. Everything. He's burning everything in a trash can. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't, did he talk? Did he talk? Oh, my God. I got to get all this shit out of here. Um, well, so, so Bucky's like pretty much recovered, like not quite yet, but he's getting out of the hospital yeah. soon. And then, like, Rudy Ray Moore basically gets ambushed by, like, all these guys. He get No, dude. My fucking ball bowl. First, he gets fucking almost killed by the fucking cowboy oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking whiplash? <laughs> right, yeah, this guy with this big-ass whip. He fucking, like... Is that a, like, Dark Souls or like something? like, a fucking six-shooter, yeah. like, revolver? What the hell? Oh, man, he, like, takes, like, a cowboy gun. Yeah, with a Colt what a 45, weird character. And he, like, fucking... He like take he drives him out to some place and he's like takes his whip out and starts like whipping yeah. him. He's like, "This yeah. is how I get my nut off." I'm like, "What the what fuck? fuck?" Rudy smashes his ass against a fucking yeah. wall and then breaks his steps on his neck and breaks it. Yeah, yeah, doesn't take much. They're, oh, I just want to mention real quick to old man Bob, who is like a, oh a teacher in the God. community. He's like a teacher in the community, and they're trying to like get all of the, uh, you know, uh, the community together to, to fight the the drug the right, drug dealers yeah, and yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, uh, see something, say something. Uh, right, someone that everyone kind of looks up to. Yeah. He's been around forever in the neighborhood, and then he, the fucking cowboy guy, like ends up killing him. Well, in that scene, like. It's really you don't over see the it, top. but he tells Rudy Ray more later. Well, yeah, but like you see the whole. Well, uh, let me set that up a little bit because like the scene before that, like you you get are interested of the guy, and you kind of find out like his spiel, uh, and he kind of talks to Rudy Ray more about like the angel dust, and he tells him like you know what he knows about it, which isn't much, but he knows about like certain elements of people in the neighborhood. So then Rudy Ray Moore gets him a fucking dog, and he's like, "Oh yeah, because well, he, he had a dog, yeah, and, like, and, it, and it ran away, away, ran away or something." So it was like kind of sweet. So then Rudy Ray Moore's like fucking his girlfriend, and he gets a knock on the door, and she's like, "No, don't!" Like he's mid pump. He's like, "I'll be right back. I'll be right back." She's like, "No." He goes to the door, he opens it, and the fucking dog is nailed to the door with its guts ripped out. <laughs> and the old guy got fucking, I guess, stabbed in the stabbed face. in the face and killed in his house. And he's like, crazy. oh my God. Ugh. Like he needed more motivation to go after these guys. So he so he fucking kills the cowboy man. So yes. he gets revenge for Bob and he saves his own. And life. the dog. And the dog. So now everybody is on their way to the fucking warehouse. It's like the fucking villagers going after fucking Frankenstein at the end of the movie. <laughs> so that so they're going there and Stinger's like burning all the shit. Yeah. And there is a gauntlet of kung fu trained henchmen. That's what I'm saying. Ball bulls there. It's fucking great, dude, because like they show up. Rudy Ray Moore has to fight the telephone man again. And he's like, he's like, all right, motherfucker, I'm going to make sure your bell never rings again. <laughs> Dude, he what? fights like so many people. Yeah, though. But, yeah, but when Rudy's fighting this guy, it's clearly a stunt guy well, fighting the guy. Yeah, and that kind of pissed me off because, like, especially well, they didn't know you'd have Blu-ray one day. Well, no, because like in all the other movies, it's Rudy Ray Moore. No, I know doing yeah. the fight scenes, and he does some of it. I wonder why. I, maybe he hurt himself or something. Maybe I don't know how old. Now, he fuck was this! At the this, time. Movie, this is not worth my time. <laughs> so, uh, 
Not worth the aggravation. He fucking fights the 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 telephone guy who bugged yeah. this shit. He fucking like sticks his fingers in his eyes and pops it like Night of the Demons. Oh my God. Some guy runs up and he's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, there's fucking PCP in there, man. And he's like, PCP? Right. And then he joins the Kung Fu fight and everybody's Kung Fu fighting. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's pretty exactly. great. Everybody's Kung Fu fighting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then he gets like clonked over the head and they capture him. And they're like, yeah, well. Oh, he runs into fucking Brutus Beefcake, dude, with like the fucking. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Ball, bull. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I guess Bruce Beefcake's a little bit more accurate. Yeah. Ball, bull. He's not doing any bull charges. But, but, he's, but he's dressed he's a like. a big motherfucker. He's just like, what's his face when he's doing like the blue oyster yeah, cult yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and regardless, they capture him. Yeah. And so now Bucky finally has his miraculous recovery and is like, <laughs> where's Uncle Tucker? Where's Uncle Tucker? And the cops are like, yeah, well. We were with them, but we kind of got our ass kicked and he got kidnapped and, you know, it is what it is. Well, I guess we got to save him. And he's like, well, drive me there now where they could be doing anything to him. They're like, well, we're really not that worried about it. And it's like, meanwhile, cut to Rudy Ray Moore being like given angel dust and being tortured. And he's like, ah! Like in this chair. The, the first, the first time we see Ball Ball, he gets fucking like yeah. hit in the head with a wrench, and Rudy Ray Moore goes, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like, wow, oh, well, like, right, oh, yeah. Fucking... Before he gets captured, right. So they put, so he, they put him in a chair with like a gas mask that's pumping yes. fucking angel dust into the mask, exactly. Like the fumes. He ends up kicking him, this guy in the dick, and like grabbing him by the head with his. Well, leg. it's like Venom, man. That thing <laughs> powered him up. He finally <laughs> can take that motherfucker down. Bang. Yeah. John Glover is there. We he's, want to, he's cooking the shit in the other room. The sad thing is Rudy Ray Moore, he didn't get like the, the speech beforehand that this stuff's going to shrink his testicles. So after oh. it like, wore off, he had a sad you know moment when he looked downstairs. Also true. So he kills this fucking dude, but now he's tripping balls. And Rudy Ray Moore... In he's getting the Bucky treatment. In, betwe- <laughs> in between the cuts of Bucky and like Rudy's other friends like fighting like uh, Stinger's henchmen, Rudy Ray Moore is running around this basement... Tripping his fucking face off, looking down hallway, sees the fucking demon lady again, sees his mom, sees some lady in like a white dress. This is like the scene in Batman Begins with the fucking <laughs> the whenever yeah, yeah, Batman's coming in his mouth's all like fucking blood coming out of yeah. it or whatever. There's a point where like he sees his mom yeah. and like it turns into like the fucking a take on me video and like a snake comes out of her chest. I, it's insane. He freaks out. And all the while, Stinger Ray is like trying to get out of this place. And he confuses Stinger for his mother or his aunt that used to like drink and beat right, him or whatever. Yeah. So he goes over and he's choking Stinger Ray to death. And Stinger Ray's got like red and shit coming he's, out of his eyes. His face is like this really poor like rotoscope like yeah. demon face. It's fucking insane. He, he never ends up actually killing him and Stinger Ray just kind of gets the fuck out of Dodge and never, never actually gets caught. I, well, I think he's caught by Bucky in there. Uh, maybe, but Bucky's more concerned with Tucker. He's like, what the hell happened to my uncle? And he's like, Tucker, what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, he's like, you we gotta go. You're all fucked up. And, and Rudy Ray Moore's doing like an unbelievable rubber face. Like, I'm not- In between this, that little girl is like saved. Yeah, while she's being saved, while, he, saved, while he's screaming. And he is just screaming into the fucking camera. Damn. And it just cuts to fucking credits, dude. And, and not only just to like credits, it's like credits with like 
the disco godfather with like the flare like above the credits it's a it's a still of yeah him yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, the, uh, in the get up which is a polar opposite of him screaming in terror for yeah. being on this drug right I, before that i kind of love how it just like ends like that no though. yeah it's like he just goes insane I, I wonder if there was something else and they just didn't use it or if they were just like well we ran out of film <laughs> that's the end that like the ending is just this hodgepodge of shit and it, it just goes insane for a second literally yeah i mean i i guess it's kind of like the anti-drug message kind of just yeah ratchet into 11 at the end they're like look what happens if you get it and, ah you go crazy and like the way they hit it home is they play like this spaced out song that yeah. they play out when like they play that a lot they yeah. play it a lot but like it's like jacked up to 11 yeah and literally it's just like going through all these scenes and yeah, that's Disco Godfather. And again, if this is your first time watching, uh, our movies are either on the shelf, if we enjoy them, or they're in the dumpster. And there's multiple levels of the dumpster, <laughs> yes. which if you're not familiar with, you will be soon, I'm, I'm sure. Yes. You want to go first on this one? The first one of the year. Where uh, are we putting this, baby? Sure. So this this is definitely on the shelf, uh, but it's, it's, it's teetering a bit off the edge, but it is on the shelf. Uh, I like this movie... It's definitely the weakest, probably next to Human Tornado for me. Uh, Petey Wheatstraw is still my favorite by a long shot. It's so Petey Wheatstraw is the best one. Uh, Dolomite, like I said a little bit earlier, I like that, but like we'll cover that later and yeah. we'll go into that yeah. more. But uh, it's a solid ass movie. It's just like maybe I shouldn't have went back and watched Petey Wheatstraw because I kind of tainted it a little. But like it's still a good time because I just again. I, I I don't want to sound like a broken record or like that fucking uh that, that LP covered in, in cocaine, <laughs> yeah, if you will. Just, uh, but it's just it, it's hard compared to Petey Wheatstraw. Yeah. But on its own, yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. Uh, I just the anti drug stuff, like I don't know, it just kind of is too much for me. And just some of those dance scenes again, like I already said it, but could have cut some of them. It, it is a cool time capsule looking at it now, and maybe at the time. If I was watching it in the 70s, maybe I would be like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. But generally speaking, I'm just like, all right, let's move on to the next scene. Yeah. Um, and there, there's some plot things that I feel like get dragged out here and there, but not to really the detriment of the movie. It's more so just it's not as crazy as you're expecting for Rudy anymore. Sure. Not that it has to be. But like we said earlier, it's, it's Disco Godfather. And he's fighting all these gangsters, and it's like you really don't get any good fights till like the back half of the movie. And it's not even Rudy fighting. No, well, like you said, stunt doubles in there, which is nuts to me. Uh, whereas Petey Wheatstraw, he's beating the shit out of people nonstop. Rudy Ray Moore is beating the shit out of people. Right, naked Dolomite, human yeah. tornado. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very weird change of pace. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like some of those later Ernest movies where it's just like they, they kind of lost their way because they're just like, well. This character still works, but we don't know what to do with him. So just he's going to Africa, pretty much. He's going in the army, and I think that's a pretty. I mean, I wouldn't compare him I, to it's Ernest, not quite but like, exactly. I, I see what you're saying. I, I'm thinking of another character that's Mr. Bean, maybe be another one that comes to mind. But I can't think of any bad Mr. Bean uh, segments. <laughs> I guess you could argue the movie, but that's a different thing. And I'm losing my 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 thread of yes. my point here. Uh, point being, definitely watch it again. It's on Tubi. Uh, if you like it, pick it up on Vinegar Syndrome. I would just say instantly get Dolomite and uh, Petey Wheatstraw, even if you haven't seen it, blind by those. Maybe blind by Disco Godfather. Maybe you'll like just it get more the, than just, just for the get music the set. alone. Just oh, get, the get the set, set dude. Yeah. The music's, speaking of the music, the yeah. music's great in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't get that classic music from, like, again, Dolomite or Petey Wheatstraw. It's you, not as funky. It's not as funky, which... Yeah. It's kind of funny for Disco Godfather. You get the less funky soundtrack. Sure, it's disco-y. It, I think it's still good. Yeah. 
And uh, that end credits have some good uh, songs peppered throughout it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's on the shelf. Solid ass movie. It's Rudy Ray Moore. Can't ask for much else. Wish it was a little better, <laughs> but it, it it's fine. I like it. Uh, yeah, it's on the shelf, and I agree with a lot of what you're saying about it, for sure. Uh, so I don't want to kind of retread what you just said, but, you know, for being, for having, like, a pre, like, Petey Wheat Straw is really strong. I mean, that's and why like, I'm saying it's hard to, like, compare the two, because they aren't even no, no, no. the same. Well, that's not where I'm going with it. Oh, sorry. It's all right. Petey Wheat Straw is so strong, and then coming off of that and then doing something like this was a mistake. Mm. It was a big mistake because I feel like he really came into the character in Petey Wheatstraw to like he it was like peak. Right? Oh, yeah. And it was like you should have did something like that again mm-hmm. um, because he was getting bigger because people started knowing his name and, you know, all that kind of stuff. He was growing. And like the 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 180 into trying to do like something that's more marketable killed the fucking character right especially when everything up until that point was like anti-marketable if you will because especially like all those records he's like naked on the cover and yeah everything. well he's naked on the cover it's like the most it's the most crude lewd shit that you'd ever heard here in purpose. your life yeah, but, but that was the, that's that, that was, was the point, him yeah. that was rudy you know what i mean and like i feel like he's he's sanitized in this yeah and while the um while the movie itself is is a pretty good um political commentary or social commentary about drugs in the in the in the commu- in the black community and, and wanting to clean it up and how they need we need they needed to come together um uh to help each other and all that kind of stuff i think that's good sure again i just don't know if it's it has a place really in a in the in a rudy ray moore movie you know what i mean and if right off the right out of the gate they were like this is a bad idea well yeah and they should have just changed it right off the bat yeah they should have just changed it it's okay. I really, I really, I'm really here for the fucking disco scenes. Like, oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. club, I those are, it. those are my favorite bits mm-hmm. uh, when they're in the club. And if I got Rudy Ray Moore in his fucking disco outfit kicking <laughs> ass, yeah, we don't That's really... what I want. Him yeah. fucking, you know, you know, rat soup eating motherfucker, Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Right. Shit. Uh, that's what I wanted more of, and I and I think audience wanted more. His even his audience wanted oh, yeah. more of that, you know. And I just feel like they dropped the ball, and it's a shame because it was a fucking career. It's a career-ending movie in real life, yeah. which is fucking crazy to me. Um, I didn't deserve it. Like you had a decade of just like good shit, banger and then, after banger, and then that was it. And that's and that's bonkers to me. But like, and and again, Rudy's left his mark. And for all the generations to come and how he's influenced all the people we were talking about before and continues to um, he's an influence to us. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just because like he's taken, you know, he took all of his stuff and, and did what he wanted to do the way he wanted to do it. And and that's pretty fucking commendable, man. And made a living off it. Oh, like, yeah. Made made a statement with it. But yeah, it's it's dev- it's easily the weakest for me um, out, of, out of the four. Oh, and I didn't mention before, but like the first time I watched this, I was high as fuck. <laughs> And that was a mistake because, like, they might improve it. No, because I was expecting like a PD wheat straw or like a dolomite, oh, and oh. I popped it in, and it was like serious. Sure. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" And I was like, "I don't know, bug me out." And I shut it off. <laughs> that was the first, my first experience with it. Oh, no, by oh, the no. way, but uh, yeah, pick up the vinegar syndrome box set. Um, it's it. I would own it, right? Like, 
and I do own it, but like I think it's worth owning and yeah, seeing. Yeah, the VHS too. Seeing the rise and fall of yeah the character. And again, um, like it's not like it's like a total piece of shit by any stretch. No, like, that's not I still what think I'm it's saying. pretty good. I'm not saying that's what you're saying yeah, either. I'm just yeah. saying like even though like we're we're both saying it's one yeah. of the the worst out of the main four. Yeah. Again, debatably between this and probably a hum- the human tornado, I it's would still say. good. It's still still really good. Like I would still give it like a three out of five. Yeah. So like you can't say that about a lot of franchises. And again, I know technically it's not a franchise, but I'm in the the Rudy Ray Moore legacy, if you will. Yeah, I didn't have a bad time watching it. Like at all. At all. At, like no. it's fun, and it's yeah. always fun to see Rudy if he's just fucking sitting there. You know what I mean? I'm fine with <laughs> I that. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a funny man. He's great. He's great. He's a, he's a he's a force of nature. So before you get out of here, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like the video and share it with your friends. And if you're listening to this on uh, your favorite podcast app, uh, give us a five star review. Yeah. And, if uh, you dig in the show. Also, yeah, exactly. Don't be shy. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Would yeah. you please? <laughs> uh, it let, helps us. Let us know in the comments what your favorite. Rudy yeah. Moore what's your favorite is, is Rudy actually. Ray Mori? Rudy Ray Mori. You are uh, not the father. <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine that him doing that kind of show. <laughs> That, now we need that. What's your favorite Rudy Ray Moore film? All of them. Even even if he was in a cameo or something yeah. like the ICP movie. Was it Disco Godfather? Was it Disco? Was it uh, was it Petey Wheatstraw? Let us know. Was it Dy- uh, Dolomite Explosion? Probably not. Uh, with that said, you can also check us out over on Patreon. We all we have all kind of goodies on there, including commentary tracks. We got a. New Jack City commentary track coming. Oh, it's going to be great, man. I'm so excited for that. We got a watch along coming up of Don't Be a Menace. To South Central while you're drinking your juice in the hood. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and a mini so The Wayans the Wayans family classic. Uh, of course, I'm looking forward. Never saw it. It should be fun. <laughs> uh, and a mini sode uh, on Bone, the Snoop Dogg movie. Uh, and that's all on Patreon for two, five, and $10 tiers. Yeah. And also, if you listen on your pod- favorite podcast app, you have heard the ads. We mentioned this in the beginning of the episode. Yes. If you want ad-free podcast or an ad-free audio feed, uh, you can join uh, our Patreon for two dollars, and then you yeah. get the and then you get your audio uh, episodes ad-free. Yeah, it's pretty fucking sweet, man. And uh, you get your junk mails and mini sods. Yeah, you along also get mini sods and junk mails with that. So it's a it's a win win. It's a win win, I think. And for the next mainline episode, we got Tales from the Hood coming up. And we got a Shin Ultraman Ripe review for you, so stay tuned for that. I'm excited for both of those. So that's it. That's Disco Godfather from 1979, directed by J. Robert Wagoner. I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Sean O'Rourke. Keep your weight on it! We'll be right back.